I'm Chelsea. I'm Deidre. And we're... Oh my gosh. And then... Oh my gosh, no. We're giving you. And we're giving you. (laughs) And we're giving you... A Million Murders. shaking it up today because i've done murders yes so i'm gonna do some hauntings and they are taking place in georgia Ooh, georgia 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 peach (laughs) (laughs) so the first one i'm gonna do is i don't know if a lot of people have heard of this Mm -hmm. but lake lanier okay so I'm covering, well, that's my first one that I'm doing. Right. So I guess I'm just going to go ahead and jump in and jump on get in. it going. Jump on. So it all started as a man-made lake, which eventually lost control, huh. filling and spreading and devouring. <laughs> R.I.P. to that town. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> Oh, wait, is this the is the town underwater? Like, did the town end up underwater? So. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so it all started as a man-made lake, which eventually lost control, <laughs> filling and spreading and devouring towns, bridges, historical landmarks, and nearby businesses along the way. But it was like Ooh. a planned thing. So it's not like oh. something happened and it's just gone. They like, did that at Kentucky Lake. Yeah. Like, yeah. Land between the lakes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the I was story like, behind, uh huh. So the story behind Lake Lanier. Well, I mean, I'm, I said it was man-made lake. So, <laughs> but then you said it got out of control. So I thought it was like, well, because they weren't able, able to like, get no, like, in the everything <laughs> out that they were wanting to get. Like it just kind of like. Oh, okay. So the story behind Lake Lanier is actually pretty eerie. The lake is located in northern Georgia, about sixty miles away from Atlanta, and its shoreline borders six counties. Mm-hmm. making it the largest lake in the state. Okay. So Lake Lanier was created in 1957. In order to flood the area to make the lake, the U.S. government displaced over 700 families and had to relocate 20 cemeteries, including the bodies. And you know they did not get all them bodies. But they did not. So. They are like, ah. Somebody was like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But they didn't manage to move all of the grave sites. Several are still submerged beneath the lake, which started the rumor that Lake Lanier is haunted. Right. Even creepier is that most of the buildings and structures and the roads that were flooded out remain intact below the water surface. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? I can't go it's there, like, but I want to see it. It's like SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. is downtown, like under lake. Like, that's where he lives. Mm. That's his town. That's that crazy. episode where it's like the road drops completely and he's at the train. He's trying to wait for the bus. <laughs> that's what Rock bottom. Like. Rock bottom. That's what it looked like down there. <laughs> that's Lake Lanier. Rock bottom, Georgia. <laughs> Well, around 7 million people visit Lake Lanier annually, and those millions of people are swimming above an underwater ghost town. Uh Uh-uh. No. However, throughout the years, there have been an uncanny amount of deaths associated with Lake Lanier. Yeah, like, I... Mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. so, you know, a lot of stuff that we cover 
I'm always like, ooh, we should go there. Ooh, I will never. No. You mm-mm. never that. I will never step foot at Lake Lanier, around Lake. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going near it. Not. I don't want to fly above it. I probably have, uh-uh. but I don't want to. Well, from boat crashes to drownings, even vehicles losing control and carrying off into the water. No, no, no. Mysterious drownings have occurred with bodies showing up miles from where they went under. Like, Oh, no. And to make matters worse, reportedly over 600 people have died in the lake since it opened. Like, that's a sign, people. The lake's like 80 to 100 feet deep, which makes searching for missing bodies very difficult. My God. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So, mm-hmm. some people who have almost drowned in the water of Lake Lanier describe the experience as if they were being pulled underwater or held there without having any control. Mm-mm. Like, this mm-hmm. gives me anxiety. Like I, I cannot go here. That was so loud. I'm sorry. I cannot, could not, because I won't survive. Because if some... We already know how I'm not a strong swimmer. If I fall into a lake, it has to be a still body of water. But if somebody's trying to pull me down, that's it. Yeah. I'm yep. not that strong. Well, R.I.P.D. Because <laughs> I'm not making it. Lord. Well, years later, tragedy continued to strike, taking the lives of children through random and unfathomable oh, accidents oh. on the water. Plus, unsolved murder mysteries where bodies were discovered near the lake. Like, it's just like all this around. It's a cesspool. It's of all around. Bad. <laughs> Well, there have been even rumors that ghosts linger at night on the lake. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the lady of the lake moaning without any hands, or the Ooh. ghostly raft that has been seen appearing and disappearing at night for decades. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, her face, she's petrified. Oh my goodness. Ooh. But yeah, it's Mm-mm. crazy. Could it be that this underwater ghost town and how it began held so much destruction that it was doomed from the very start? Yes. <laughs> I believe so. I, I, I and well, did. She's like, and I'm will. delivered. In, <laughs> in 2017, longtime diver Buck Buchanan told local media that he sometimes, oh my gosh, oh no, felt body parts in the lake during his excursions. Is that how you say it? Excursions. Excursions. Mm-hmm. You re- this is what he said, his exact words. You reach out. I can just feel like he's a country guy. You reach out into the dark. <laughs> yes, George. You reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg and it doesn't move, he described. I was like, in the dark? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Vomit. In terms of the bodies beneath the water... Buchanan also shared a horrifying thought, and I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-mm. Nobody has been able to lay them to rest. They're on the bottom of Lanier. Hopefully, you find them before they find you. Ooh. I said, touch, no. <laughs> tap out. I gotta go. Mm-mm, I gotta go. No. One of Lake Lanier's most popular urban legends involves a car wreck. According to the story, a Ford sedan carrying two women careened off a bridge in April of 1958. I said that word right, right? Yeah. Tumbled into the lake. Some say the ghost of one of the women, dubbed the Lady of the Lake, Mm -hmm. wanders the bridge at night in a blue dress, lost and restless. 
The controversial lake has faced a series of tragic incidents that claim the lives of multiple drowning victims. Over Memorial Day weekend, 30-year-old Reginald Terrell Whitehead went under the water and never came back after falling off of his jet ski. 24 hours prior to Whitehead's accident, 61-year-old Michael Thompson of Gainesville sank near a boat dock on the lake. And just weeks before, on April 28, 17-year-old Dante Lane of Lithonia was pulled from the water after nearly drowning. And this is an article on Dante, like what happened. So, a good Samaritan is being hailed as a hero after rescuing a drowning teenager from Lake Lanier. And this is about Dante, mm-hmm. if I lost anybody. <laughs> so, now the victim's family is searching for the stranger who disappeared just after pulling him to land. Ooh. They said the man walked over to him and just pulled him out, Mother Samantha Sykes said. Nobody could get him out, so I think that if that man wasn't there, this mysterious man, it would have been over. And Dante, 17, is clinging to life after he ventured too far into Lake Lanier Sunday. Sykes said, Lane does not know how to swim. Well, a 911 call obtained by Fox News captured the chaotic scene where multiple strangers rushed to Lane's help. Okay, who's giving him CPR? The dispatcher asked. People, people, people. People are trying to help him, the caller who did not know Lane said. Hmm. Lane's godmother recalled the bone-chilling moment by bystanders finally pulling his body from the water when he pulled him out. He was blue, his eyes back of the head, his mouth was open. Harris said, breaking into tears, I couldn't look at him. That's his grandma. Lane's family and friends have now turned to the public for two things. One, prayers, and two, help identifying the stranger whom they're calling an angel. Friends said despite their dis- desperate attempts to pull Lane from the murky water about eight feet deep, they simply couldn't until a stranger stepped in. Witness believed the teen would not even have a fighting chance without that stranger, that angel. So whoever this man was that got my godson out of this water, can you please get in touch with Fox News so they can get in touch with his mom so she can thank you for helping her son? Harris pleaded. Skye said at one point Lane's body responded to her... Lane's body responded to her voice Monday, but since then she said doctors have not seen movement or brain activity. She hopes the power of prayer helps bring him home. Everybody, everyone just got out. The An army of prayers and get him back home. So, I don't know. That was 2019, so I don't know if it was pu- that was published on April 30th. Yeah, we'll have to find out if if, if he you, made it or not, everybody's okay. You can look that up while I mm-hmm. just finish talking, and then if you find it, just let me know. So, Dante, Dante, where you at? Okay. Um, Lake Lanier also took the life of 11-year-old Kyle Glover, or Glover, Ooh. son of Usher's ex-wife, Tamika Foster. And who was critically harmed in a jet ski ski accident in 2012. As a result of the multiple incidents reported, residents and visitors alike have charged that the lake is haunted. And back to Usher's ex-wife's son, Mm -hmm. it said that Jeffrey Hubbard, 38, was driving a jet ski when it slammed into an inner tube on Lake Lanier, northeast of Atlanta, Severely injuring one teenager and killing the 11-year-old son of Usher's ex-wife in July 2012. Oh. 
Did he pass? Yeah. When? What day? May 11th. <sighs> so May 11th, 2019? Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have on Lake Lanier. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah. It says on this page where I found it, through June 1st of 2019, there have been seven confirmed drownings, like, in 2019. Yeah. There was, yeah. So, the next one is the Surrency Haunting. The what? The Surrency. Oh. It's a family. So, Georgia is a beautiful state with which we are constantly amazed and in awe. Most people lend Georgia fame to their delicious agriculture and southern hospitality. Yes. But there's something else Georgia is known for. Something many people don't normally talk about. And that's ghosts. So, this true story right out of our beloved Georgia is likely to frighten the best of them. This is the true tale of the Surrency haunting. The setting is the town of Surrency, Georgia. I said it was a Surrency family. It is. It's really huh? And the story <laughs> involves the family for whom the town was named. So the town was named after this family. Gotcha, gotcha. Dating back to the 1800s, before the town was a town, there was a family who lived on a farm on the outskirts of the area. This family was the Surrencies, and over... I hope I'm saying that wrong. I mean... <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. How do you spell it? S-U-R-R-E-N-C-Y. Surrency. F-O. Sounds like Surrency. So, this family was the Surrencies, and overall, they were a very normal family. They loved their home. They loved their farm. Most of all, they loved each other until <laughs> things, you know, took a turn. Oh, shoot. Oh, snap. Pretty much out of the blue, random things began to happen around the house. Windows slamming shut, flying open right in front of them, doors slamming violently without warning or action. Uh-uh. But these paranormal brushings seemed light in comparison of what was to come. Oh, Lord. Things quickly grew worse as objects constantly flew off shelves. Their old, excuse me, their old clock would only strike 13 with the hands widely spinning around. That's weird. Every meal the Cerenses ate. <laughs> 13. I'm like, wait a minute, 13? Uh-uh. There's not even a 13. That I know. That's sense. why I was like, that's weird. Mm-mm. That's some mm-mm. Every meal the Cerenses ate their time. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Ate at their table. I said ate their table. Ate their table. Ate at their table would end up in their laps, thrown across the room, at the walls, or on the floor. So their utensils weren't even safe, bending or twisting by an unknown force while in their hands. Uh-uh. In the hands. They're trying to eat in the It's like, <laughs> huh, can I just eat in peace? That would be you. Can I just yeah, eat? Yeah, in peace? I'm gonna be mad. Don't be playing with my food. Like, or me trying to eat my food. Stop. <laughs> well, the worst of it came at night. When the Serenities would see pairs of evil, beady red eyes around their property, as if they were being watched, and each and every time the sun went down, so the family grew weary, losing sleep, no longer eating because of the continuous violence and torment. This is crazy. Yeah. I was like, dang. Many, th- <laughs> many thought the story after 
reported to the authorities and locals in the area was exaggerated. That was, of course... I keep beating stuff. Sorry. That was... That was, of course, until hundreds of people from all over the world came to the house to experience it themselves. Oh. So, all these people are like, oh my gosh, they're so dramatic, basically. Like, they're exaggerating. Duh, 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 duh. This is like and the then, like, hundreds of people were, like, coming, and then they were, like, experiencing they're like, it, too. Uh, my fault, my fault. It's real. Well, the house quickly became almost a tourist attraction, attracting scientists, researchers, spiritualists, mediums, and rec- religious officials. Okay. They each had their theories of how the house came to be possessed. One included the, the idea that Mr. Serenity worshipped the devil. Mm-hmm. Another suggested that the Serenity family were strongly psychic and the ghosts were just simply trying to receive help. Mm-hmm. Since the family couldn't help, however, as they didn't know how, the ghosts just become more and more enraged. <laughs> Eventually... <laughs> Are you going to help me or not, Ben Spoon? Eventually, the ghosts become more violent, specifically targeting the youngest girl in the house. They would take Lisa ain't Tony. <laughs> Tony, she feels she knows exactly where Tony coming from. <laughs> they would take they would take her blankets in the middle of the night, lift her out of bed when she was sleeping. No, painfully pulling her hair at random times and flip her bed over sideways. <laughs> Like awful. <laughs> oh, you just flipping the whole bed. You just waking up and it's like, boom, 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 just <laughs> no. ghosts well, are ratchet. Like they are the ghosts are so disrespectful. How dare you do this to me in my house? They're like, it was ours first. Flip, yeah, flip. flipping beds, acting crazy. <laughs> well, the Cernsey family decided enough was enough, and that they would leave their beloved farm. However, the ghosts had different plans on that fateful day. What is happening? The daily decision was made to move a fireplace poker. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we gotta get it together because this is sad. They're like, y'all, they trying to leave. This we ain't letting sad. this happen. This is sad. Oh, no. Oh, okay. my God, no. Don't forget, I said faithful day, so. Yeah, it's somebody dying. Happens. Somebody's dying. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry, we're not being disrespectful. We're not laughing at them. It's just. It's just ridiculous. The ghosts in general can just be so rat like petty and stuff. It's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. <sighs> okay. So the day their decision was made to move, a fireplace poker was lifted out of its resting place, floating down the hallway, and sh- <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> gonna stab somebody why and struck one of the boys on the head repeatedly (laughs) god it's not funny but I'm like (laughs) y'all just beating the fire out of somebody why Cause you don't want them to leave. Lock the doors. Lock them in the house. <laughs> Why are y'all beating stairs. people? Like, don't... Oh, Why are y'all beating people? <laughs> so, <coughs> the younger brother helplessly watched. <laughs> We're never gonna make it through this. Ain't nobody gonna listen to this. But we gotta keep it in. Oh Jesus. 
watch them get beat down. What do you do? You can't do anything. Okay, so. Oh, the younger brother. <laughs> People think we're awful. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> I gotta get ready for this one. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Shoot. Okay, so the younger brother helplessly watched <clears throat> as the poker ret retreated back. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 It's original. Ding. <laughs> okay, we can do it. The younger brother helplessly watched as the poker retreated back its original place without a peep, leaving the other boy bleeding on the floor. Soon after that incident, the Cerency family moved, and although they still experienced hauntings after they left, it was never as bad or as violent as it was on the farm. So they so, still had to deal with it? Yeah, but not as bad, they said. Did the little boy die? I couldn't find if he died or not. They never said. God, I hope not. As for the... <laughs> and as for the haunted ghost vortex, they once called home. It ended up burning down in 1925. After being abandoned for years. So them ghosts were just like, you know what? <laughs> they ain't coming back. They just torched it. it. They just torched it. <laughs> oh my God. Which was probably for the best, as nobody would want to risk another family being tormented by the spirits of these deme demonic entities. Entities. Demonic entities. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how to say this. Talbotton. Talbotton in Georgia. To most people during the day, Talbotton. <laughs> How do you spell it? T a l b o t t o n. T a l b o t t o n. Mm, like Talbotton. Talbotton. Mm. We'll just stick with Talbotton. Yeah. To most people during the day, Talbotton, Georgia, is like any other small town. There are fewer than a thousand inhabitants, as we were, as was reported in 2014. However, once the dark of night hits, the town takes on a very spooky feel, especially if you know that sordid past that haunted this small town. In the night in the 1840s, the townspeople reported a strange beast killing off livestock throughout the Talbot County. A few residents saw this large looming beast and declared it to be a werewolf. Mm -hmm. The number of animals that were being murdered by this beast was alarming. Eventually, Excuse me. <coughs> there was so much destruction on these farms, a $200 reward was offered to anyone who could kill the kill the werewolf. Mm -hmm. $200 might not seem a lot, but, to you, but in 1840 it was quite a large sum. In fact, it would be close to $5,000, but that was just in 2015. Yeah. So, like, it's it's more now. It may not be a lot more, but a it's lot more. more. But yeah. Many people began to suspect a peculiar young girl named Isabella Burton to be the wild murderous beast. Peculiar. What did I say? Peculiar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's alright, it's alright, it's alright. People took notice that when Isabella would leave town, livestock would remain unharmed. When she would return, the killing began again. Huh. Well, one evening a hunter claimed to have seen the werewolf at the edge of the woods and shot it. Although the werewolf ran back into the brush, the hunter was confident that he had wounded the animal. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, where are my five G's at? Well, the next day, Isabel Burton had a wound in the same spot as the beast, and the townspeople began to grow concerned. Could this strange young girl really be the murderous creature? Shapeshift. Isabella eventually passed away and was buried in the cemetery in town. In fact, people visit the cemetery during full moons in hopes to hear the sounds of Isabella's ghost howling at the bright night sky. So after Isabel died, everything just... Mm-hmm. Not weird. She a werewolf. <laughs> she a werewolf. This next one's pretty, pretty cool, I think. It's the Haunted Georgia Tunnel. Ooh. And the mountains of northwest Georgia were considered a huge obstacle in order to connect a train line from Chattanooga to Atlanta. Mm. The most difficult challenge was the Chattagata Mountain in Whitefield County. The first tunnel at this location was was completed in 1850 with a tunnel of 1,477 feet. You know I'm struggling. (laughs) Eventually, it became insufficient and the second tunnel was built in 1928. So, the second tunnel parallels the original tunnel, which is to the right. Okay. So, they're like side by side Uh going the same way. And the visitors can walk through to this day and experience what the tunnel has to offer. Ooh. Mm -mm. We should go. No. At one time, the tunnel was forgotten about and became overgrown with kudzu vines. Yes. Is that kudzu, how you say it? yes. Oh, I said it right. Yes. And they're like, yeah, when those... you're on your way to Orangeboro, you know, if you look to the right, there's like that huge, it looks like a forest, like mm-hmm. a rainforest. It's, that's kudzu. Like, oh, I know will... what kudzu is. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I actually know what something is. Shut <laughs> up. I just didn't know because... I didn't, dad, you know, dad was like, that's kudzu. It mm-hmm. comes from over here and they brought over it over here. here to America. And now it's, I was like, dang. Okay. Well, thankfully, lobbyists did everything they could to preserve the tunnel due to its re, due to its rich history. Yet, they didn't realize that they were also preserving a haunted past. Mm. It's been said that these tunnels still house the spirits of some southern ghosts. The tunnel was once the site of quite a few Confederate battles and has been the resting place of many soldiers who lost their lives. Oh. Rumor has it the ghosts of Confederate soldiers can be seen throughout the tunnel, especially at night. Some have even reported smelling rotten flesh. Ew! Oh, Lord. The tunnel has had a lot of tragedy within its walls. Witnesses have seen ghostly apparitions apparitions <laughs> I was so confident you were like I the was, eyebrows you were like I did it I was like no you didn't <laughs> as soldiers and phantom campfires in the distance many people another yes, phantom campfire, campfire. <laughs> ah, I didn't realize that till just now Ooh, that was real big so many people enter with hopes to see or feel a ghost in their mists well I'm not trying to do all that I just <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm not trying to see any Confederate ghosts. I don't know how they're gonna feel about me, so I'm just I gonna mean, pass. <laughs> if you're uh, if you are apprehensive, you can always take a day tour, ta- a day tour, a daytime tour. Mm-hmm. Goodness, <laughs> the tours that the Heritage Center offers are comprehensive and provide a bit more of a detailed history. So you can always look them up online and get your detour going if you want to do all that. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I got one more line. Okay, yeah. So, I'm on the last one. Okay. 
So, this one, Abandoned Ruins of a Famous Georgia Murder. Oh. In 1982, outside of Somerville, Georgia, mm-hmm. Dr. Charles Scudder, who was a retired professor from Loyola University in Chicago, and his partner, Joseph, quotation, Joey, they called him, Odom, were living in their hand-built home, and this brick mansion was built as their dream home. Uh-huh. They lived happily with their two Mastiff dogs until... Is that right? Mastiff? Yep. Until one fateful night in December. All that's left of the brick mansion are the haunting ruins and one ghostly tale that still remains a mystery to this day. Dr. Charles Scudder and partner Joseph Odom... You're giving me motion sickness. I'm sorry. All I, I can know, see is this in my peripheral. I'm nodding because like, I'm like, yes, I know this story. And it's, yeah. Yep. So... Dr. Charles Scudder and partner Joseph Odom hosted two friends at their house one night in December of 1982. The men who were invited over were acquaintances named Avery Brock and Tony West. Mm-hmm. Everyone got along well, drinking wine, sharing stories, until West and Brock <clears throat> unleashed their original plan, shooting their two hosts and attempting to loot the house. It wasn't until after the murders that the media got involved, claiming that Scudder and Odom were both devil worshippers. The myths came to be because of Scudder's interest in the occult, mm-hmm. occult, 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 and the fact that the pair were openly homosexual. Mm-hmm. However, those two facts certainly didn't equate to being devil worshippers, which created a huge dis- discord within the community. Brock and West visited that night with a plan to drink the wine offered to them and loot the house for a believed hidden fortune. Yet, after Brock and West ransacked the house, once they shot both Scudder and Odom, they found nothing by nickels and dimes, some jewelry, and a few ornamental decorations. Yeah. It's been said that the ruins are still haunted to this day, with visitors claiming to see apparitions. Mm Mm-hmm. Or hearing gunshots, glass shattering, or dogs barking in the distance. There also is a warning which claims if you take a brick from the property, you will be cursed for the remainder of your life. Today, nature has reclaimed the horrific murder scene with vines growing tall across the exposed brick mansion. However, there is a group of people who visit the ruins and mountain its integrity and beauty the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever know if Scudder and Odom truly were involved with the devil or if they were simply two men who never received the peace that they deserved. Yeah. That was awful. I was like, dang. I'd never heard of that one. Yeah, they did it on uh, My Favorite Murder. And, Mm. yeah, it was really sad. And they were brutally murdered. And they killed the dogs. So that's why they're like, the dogs barking. Like, it was so terrible. It was terrible. And, like, they weren't even devil worshippers. Like, they... It was just crazy. But, yeah, like, he hand-built that mansion, and it was really cool-looking. Did you see a picture of it yet? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's really neat. Was. Obviously. Yeah. Those were good, girl. Were they? Yes! Awesome. I was enthralled. <laughs> I was all in it. I was in it <clears throat> for it, to win it. Well, good. That Circe one or Circe, whatever. Uh, I know that was. Cr- bless them. <laughs> <coughs> God bless them. Bless this mess because my lord, 
poor, poor little boy. I hope he made it. I hope he made it through. But it's something I should have looked up, but... Well, I mean, how are you going to be able to... I didn't. That's one of them things. You're not going to be able to find out if he made it. It was the 1800s. They just telling you how he got the fire beat out of him mm-hmm. with a po- This sounded like the staircase. But I would think that if he did die, that it would have mentioned it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this like, all, he, he must have made it through. <laughs> they had to carry him out of there. Well, if you have questions or comments or anything you'd like to tell us or have us do, you can email us at amelianmurders at gmail.com. Yes. Follow us on Instagram so that you can see all the cool things that we talk about all the sad things i guess they're not super cool paranormal ones are cool murders are sad um yeah at a million murders and go follow us on facebook aka like our group a million murders where we don't post a lot but sometimes we do yeah sometimes we do yeah it's an easy way to get a link to get to our podcast Well, thanks for tuning in. And we hope you come back for... A Million More! (laughs) Bye! (laughs)